leader and announces a new team to take over the leadership of his side. The speaker, today I bow out. And I do so by introducing to you Mr. Alex Afenyomarkin Kwamina, who takes over from me as the new majority leader. We're live in Parliament. Also coming up. I take rice, sometimes bamboo. In the last time I exercised, I don't remember because I don't normally exercise. When I wake up in the morning, I just take something like rice, bamboo, and just have a few up to, I think, the middle of the day, then you get something like Gary soaking. Heavy carbohydrate diets among Ghanaians disposing a large number of the youth to stroke and other lifestyle diseases as the Cardiology Society. Non-communicable diseases are not assuming and now assuming crisis proportions in Ghana. You are hearing a lot of stroke cases. If you go outside, they are more elderly, but in Ghana, we are seeing more of the people in the productive age group. And my youngest patient who came with a heart attack was 27 years old. We have details, plus hear from a dietitian. Also, wildlife experts warn of a possible invasion of snakes and other reptiles into homes for shelter as Ghana experiences a rise in weather temperature. The forests are being burned. Bushfires, uh, their food, their habitat, everything is, they are losing them. They will come to where we have our grasses, in our lawns, and hide themselves or leave there for some time. Also in this bulletin, Ghana Statistical Service advises government to target the Greater Accra region in its response to unemployment in the country as it says the national capital is recording unemployment figures higher than the national average. We have sports. Black Queens will later today come up against Zambia and head coach Nora Hoptel is confident the girls will take the first leg advantage in the Olympic Games qualifier. And then we'll take you to Adamobre, a village in the eastern region challenging misconceptions that majority of its residents suffer hearing impairment. We want to tell everyone out there that our town is not a deaf town like people know it to be. These and more with me, Mamiesi Nyamiche Thompson. This is Joy News, your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay. Let's start from Parliament. MP for Swami Osei Chainman Sabunsu, who served as leader of the NPP side, has confirmed his resignation as the majority leader. In an address to the House a while ago, Mr. Chainman Sabunsu also announced the NPP leadership has also approved a new leader to take over from his team and bring an end to his nearly two decades of his reign in the House. Speaker, following the reshuffle that his Excellency, the President, has caused to his government, the matter came to be raised as to whether there should be a change in the leadership of the party in Parliament, that is the majority caucus. A lot of discussions have gone on in respect of the subject matter, some of them very informed, others unfortunately not informed. The discussions had the potential of degenerating into consequences, the end results of which could be rather fatal or, as I have stated elsewhere, rather cataclysmic for my party in our effort to break in the age, which effort has thus far in the Fourth Republic not ended successfully for any party in government. We the NPP have trust. We believe in our ability to achieve this with God by our side, even if there is some as of now. The speaker, 
It was amidst the discussions that at a meeting of the caucus, which the president had requested, I attended my resignation as majority leader in order to still the storm and facilitate peace and unity required at this time. Speaker, that decision that I made was not within the presence of parliament. This morning, I summoned the caucus meeting to formally announce to my colleagues that I have elected voluntarily to step down as majority leader and by that, leader of the house. Let's cross over now to Parliament, where my colleague Kukwasante is. Kweku, what more did the departing majority leader say? Well, he has also been officially informing the House about the new appointments that have been made by the new Patriotic Party to be in the state as majority leader. Start from Alexander Fenyamaki. The name had been going around for some time and has been formally confirmed. He has taken his seat in the House. Alexander Fenyamaki is the new majority leader. Listen to the outgoing majority leader of H.M. Sabunsu mentioned the names of the others who form part of the leadership bench. The council, in consultation with the caucus, has further approved of the following members of parliament to occupy the following respective positions. One, there's Patricia Fiji, MP for Asuka, as deputy majority leader. Frank Anodompre, MP for Isam Agwajri, retains his position as majority chief whip. The Honorable Alhaji Habib Idrusu, the member of parliament for Tolong, goes one rank higher on the ladder and now assumes the position of first deputy majority whip. And the second deputy majority whip's position is now to be occupied by the Honorable Alex Tete Jolibua. The member of Parliament for Sophie Okay, is still with us. Kweku, what informed the decision of the National Council in approving the names? Well, the National Council letter has not been read by the Speaker of Parliament, and they say that was mainly because of Sergei Mensah's step, step down. And also, the Speaker of Parliament's interpretation in terms of how leadership will be picked in Parliament. And so they've looked at all those factors. It is for this reason that they are making these changes. Of course, the rumors have been going around for days now about a certain plot to remove the majority leader. Majority leader himself confirmed that and says that it is because of his willingness to let the party forge ahead in peace and unity ahead of the 2024 election that he had decided to willingly step back so that the party can move on with his processes. The Speaker of Parliament has now given the opportunity for the minority leader to make some remarks about this new change and Dr. Kisilato Fawcett is on the floor now. It is after that that we will hear from the new newly minted majority leader, Alexander Fenyamakin, who was in, the, who was in Parliament now, a number of family members, a number of people in his constituency to now make an address officially to the Parliament of Ghana. Well, good question, thank you. Um, please stay with us now, and we know that the incoming majority leader is now giving a speech in the House. We can now listen to him. So, as you heard from Parliament, um, the incoming majority leader, Mr. Afenyo Markin, will be giving his address shortly in the House. But, Kweku, um, what has been the reception since um, the majority, outgoing majority leader, Osei Chei Mensah Bunsu, gave his address? 
Unfortunately, we have lost Kwekwa Santio on the line, but we can now go to Parliament and listen to incoming Majority Leader Afenyo Marking. Our friends in the media, today is a day in my life that I never saw it coming. My journey in life has been very checkered. It's been rough. And sometimes it's as if there's going to be no light at the end of the tunnel. But today, I stand before you with profound humility and great honor to say that the party NPP has honored me to be the primus of this great chamber. Mr. Speaker, I take the opportunity here to share a few words. As a member of a Futu, a member of parliament for a Futu, and a proud son of Winneba in the central region and Cham in the voter region of Ghana, my long journey to this podium, as you may be well aware, received a lot of setbacks. Mr. Speaker, in 2004, when I first won my primaries, just two days to the filing at the EC, the elders of Winneba said I was too young to be an MP. The opportunity was taken away from me. In 2008, I contested and the result was 22-22. The regional executives of the party said that the then MP was a member of the constituency executive committee, therefore he had a casting vote. You can imagine the result. He voted for himself 23-22. I lost the chance. We were three that year. Honorable Kweku Kwating, Honorable Joe Wise, Joe Osewusu, and my Gusa, the Speaker, we formed the One Vote Alliance. The elders of Efutu prevailed upon me to accept the bitter pill, which I did. But proud to this, I had contested as an assemblyman when a 204 bid failed, because an elderly man in Winneba said, in politics, you don't give up. So I won, served two terms as an assemblyman, and got elected as a presiding member in Efutu. 2012, when I finally got the nod to lead the party in Efutu, none had confidence in my ability to win. In fact, I went to President Kufo pleaded to get an elderly face to speak for me in Winneba. In the end, Honorable Hakman Ousuajima sacrificed to be in Winneba and talk to the people. Honorable Stephen Asamoah joined later where we did our house to house. 
by the grace of God, I won. Mr. Speaker, in 2016, I worked so hard in the future, and when my party had the opportunity to govern, I had great expectations. My expectation was to be part of the success story. But that was not my time. Mr. Speaker, young colleagues who had just joined us in this chamber had the privilege of being cabinet ministers. And I recall that even at committee level, I was neither a vice chair nor a chair of any committee. I never complained. I worked so hard. I was nominated to ECOWAS Parliament. When I got to Abuja, there was crisis because one of our colleagues intended to continue, and we had only eight slots, not nine. The situation was becoming embarrassing. I had to, on my own accord, resign, and I came back home, expected to be honored with a position, at least at committee level, that did not happen. I never complained. Mr. Speaker, I continue to work hard to serve this party. I continue to sacrifice my all for this party. And today, the saying that rising to eminence by merit, you live respected, has come true. I thank my party for this great honor. And that was new majority leader Alexander Afanyomarkin recounting his journey to the House and assuming his new role as majority leader. Now, Samuel Mbura was at the party's headquarters this morning on the, at the National Council meeting on this same matter. Samuel Mbura, what came up at that meeting? Well, the agenda for the meeting was the nominees that um, the Osage Mensa Bonsu has now confirmed to take over from him. So the National Council decision to approve the new leadership was unanimous and based on grounds that Osage Mensa Bonsu had willingly resigned to enable him to take another challenging role as the chairman of the elections committee of the party. The party has also dismissed assertions that the majority leader who um, has been forced out from his office. Uh, we can listen to Nana Bwachi Yadam, the national organizer of the MPP, who spoke to me earlier. That National Council has approved um, the following names for to constitute the leadership of parliament. No, he was not ousted. You notice that he voluntarily stepped down from his position. Now he's taking another important position. Now he is the chairman for MPP's manifesto committee. And again, he will still be the minister in charge of parliamentary affairs. So um, for us, uh, that is okay. It's a new mandate. I mean, change is good. We have consensus building on this particular matter, and he's still there. The, although he's not contesting again, his experience is still there for everybody to tap in. For us, he served the country well. He served parliament very well. He served uh, the party very well, and he will continue to do so. There's still energy in him. Um, as I said, I would even always advocate that he start writing a book. I mean, he will be celebrated uh, for the work that he's done. So it was out of pure consensus building. Away from Parliament, Movement for Change leader Alan Tremonting has begun a tour of some major markets in the Greater Accra region. The tour we started at the Makla Market is the former Trade Minister's way of introducing himself to voters there. Some of the enthusiastic supporters have been speaking to join us. What do you think? You are seeing Alan today. Uh, what do you think? What are his chances in 2024? Uh, in fact, what I can see, Baumia 
cannot fit Alankash. Me, I wish Alankash Amante should stand and win the election. We don't want Baumia at all. That's what? I've since 2000, 2003, when I was there, I fought with him on PSI, one district, one factory. I've seen a lot of vision that that man had. And he had a potential to. It's a man of humility. So I know it's time for him also to come. Away from politics, let's do some health stories now. I take rice, sometimes bound And the last time I exercised, I don't remember because I don't normally exercise. When I wake up in the morning, I just take something like rice, bamboo, and just have a few up to, I think, the middle of the day, then you get something like Gary soaking. The eating habit of Ghanaian youth is raising concerns among health experts due to their tendency to consume meals high in carbohydrates but lacking in essential nutrients, intensifying worries about their overall health. This trend highlighted by the Ghana Society of Cardiology emphasizes the prevalence of unhealthy lifestyles and insufficient physical activity as significant contributors to health issues, particularly strokes, which are increasingly reported among younger individuals in health healthcare facilities nationwide. Vice President of the Society, Dr. Francis Ejekum, underscored these findings during his general scientific meeting held in Accra. Many people with arteriosclerosis, cardiovascular disease, don't have any symptoms. You need to check to be able to diagnose it. Formerly, we used to say that arteriosclerosis, cardiovascular disease is the disease of the rich countries, and thing, but now we are seeing a number of them. You can attest to the fact that you are hearing a lot of stroke cases. If you go outside, they are more elderly, but in Ghana, we are seeing more of the people in the productive age group. So our patients are younger if you compare that to the United States or the uh, UK. And my youngest patient who came with a heart attack was 27 years old. I mean, this uh, is very young. We are also seeing a number of patients within the age bracket below 40 years, but majority of patients are in the middle age group to the elderly patients. That must be worrying. Very, very worrying. It's exactly. Very, very worrying because it is killing our productive age group earlier than uh, we expect. Well, let's listen to some of the youth who tell John News their options for a balanced meal and exercise in a limited in a fast-paced life. Okay, every morning I sometimes take tea with bread and in the afternoon I take rice, sometimes bamboo. In the last time I exercised, I don't remember because I don't normally exercise. When I wake up in the morning, I just take something like rice, bamboo, and those stuff. It's not like um, breakfast in the morning, yeah. Those bamboo and those stuff, yeah, heavy food. So it take you up to, I think, the middle of the day, then you get something like gary soakings or those stuff to eat, yeah. In the evening, mostly we eat fufu. Exercise. <laughs> it's not actually part of me, yeah. I don't do it. It's, as you see, you, see, you came here, you, you saw me eating, which is kukunti, which is popular. It has so many names, which is Black Senya, Face the War, all those names. So Normally in the morning, I make sure that I take uh, like maybe beans and gari or kinky so that it can sustain me well. Because if I take tea and cocoa, within a short time, I'll get hungry. I'm a rice eater, like I eat rice a lot. So in the afternoons, 
any rice dish will be okay. Maybe jollof, plain rice, anything. Yes, that's a part of exercising. It is. Okay, so yeah, so December. <laughs> so if not for dancing, no, you don't my sister is like a dancer. So I'll be dancing alongside, I'll be trying some moves. Well, thankfully, Dr. Francis Ejokum joins us in this discussion. Doc, this trend is, is very, very, very alarming. How long has it persisted? Hello, good afternoon. Yes, um, that, that's very true. So, um, cardiovascular diseases are increasing in Ghana and they keep increasing, especially among the young people. Uh, if I listen to what we are seeing, and obviously a lot of them are not exercising, not taking their health seriously, and that is something we need to address urgently. Well, Doc, when these cases come in front of you, are you able to save them? I will say yes and no. It depends on how quickly you are able to get to hospital. And then um, some of them are very expensive. For instance, if a patient gets a attack because of this lifestyle behavior that are not good, you get to the hospital early on time we are able to take you to the theater and go and open your arteries for you but that will cost you an average of about four thousand united states dollars to be equivalent so and you agree with me that not every person will be able to afford it wow but doc doesn't this go beyond the hospital to a policy level where stringent measures should be put in place to at least regulate the types or quality of food made available for consumption I totally agree with you, and that is why we are advocating as healthcare practitioners. We are all cardiologists. We know that this goes beyond the hospital. It also goes, I mean, policy is very important to lay down the right policies to make sure that people are doing well, people are exercising, people are eating well, uh, to create the right environment where people can be able to exercise. Sometimes, People want to exercise, just that the opportunities are not there for them to even exercise. So those things are important. But we are also emphasizing the fact that people need to take personal charge of their health. Like the way I will take my car to the mechanic every six months for uh, servicing, even though the car is not giving me any problem. We have to take personal charge of our health. And your heart is a very important part we're grateful dr francis ejakum who is the director for the cardiology society we also joined on the line by a dietitian emmanuel asaku first of all how often do you get people coming to you for advice on their diet considering the fast-paced life we're all living emmanuel if you can reposition yourself well i'm asking how often do people come to you for advice on their diet Unfortunately, the line is tripping and we are not able to hear Emmanuel Asako, who is a dietitian. But this brings us to a break on the midday news is brought to you by Petrosol, your full your clean full in full quantity, and also Dura Plus Ghana Limited producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. The only water story tank with a level indicator. We'll be having sports and also bring to you um take you to the eastern region town of Adamrobe where the majority of its residents suffer a hearing impairment.
We want to tell everyone out there that our town is not a deaf town like people know it to be. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive Indian problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. TV is stepping up your entertainment from the 15th of January at no extra cost to you. If you are on GoTV Value, upgrade to GoTV Plus to watch GoTV Max. Already on GoTV Plus? Upgrade to GoTV Max to enjoy GoTV Super. And if you are on GoTV Max, upgrade to GoTV Super to enjoy the best of the best on GoTV Super Plus. Don't wait. Step up your entertainment today. It's on us. GoTV Love it. TCNC Supply. This is the Midday News. You're still listening live. And we have sports with Muftal. Ghana's Black Queens will face Zambia later today at the Accra Sports Stadium in the first leg of their third round of Paris 2024 Olympic qualifiers. The Black Queens held their final training session at the Accra Sports Stadium on Thursday and Nora Hoptal is very confident the girls will be ready for the task. Well, uh, we face the third round in Olympics uh, and we have uh, a home game. Um, Zambia, of course, uh, it's a big opponent. They have been on the World Cup. Uh, they played uh, 21 games last year. Uh, they have good individual players. Um, so I think they must win. And we want to win. <laughs> and we want to face the top individual players, uh, of course, with a, a top team. This is our credo for tomorrow. And we are um, yeah, working properly this week and uh, excited that we can start tomorrow. The game kicks off at 5 p.m. at the Accra Sports Stadium, and you can have access to it for free. Thank you, Muftal. Now, let me take you to the Eastern region. It's been a widely held view that majority of those resident in Adamrobe village suffer from hearing impairment. This has attracted several international media and tourists to the community to experience how the people there cope with life, especially their communication methods. Joy News' Adobe Asari visited the community to ascertain the truth or otherwise of this tag and our reports. The Adam Robert Town is sandwiched between Ebri and Oyibi. The town over the years has been known by many as the deaf village. Many stories have been told about the uniqueness of this town because it was believed to have majority of its populace to be deaf people who had their own ways of doing things. But the narrative seems to be quite different from the reality. The community folks say what is widely known and believed by people is not really the case. Those with hearing impairment are not even many in this town. They are just a few. We live with them in harmony. It is not true the things people say about the town. This town is just like every other town. It is not a deaf town. Some chiefs of the town expressed their displeasure in being exploited for stories and being called the deaf village. 
As you can see, the perceptions are not true. This challenge is also part of God's creation. Individuals having the hearing impairment condition exist in every town. Those with the challenges are just a few here. So if people still call us a deaf village, it is disheartening. Well, during this period of high heat, wildlife and forest authorities have cautioned the public to take necessary precautions to prevent unwanted encounters with reptiles seeking shelter and food indoors. The public has been advised to maintain a clean environment to help deter rodents which are prey for, for reptiles. Vivianai Ado is the manager of the Muni Pumaze Ramses site in Winneba. Once for wild animals, most of them are nocturnal animals and they do want the high temperature. So they normally hide in places that are cold and not all that hot. So now that the temperature is rising and we are in the dry season where all grasses and leaves have dried out, it means they will move from the forest or from the bush, find places that are very cold. And unfortunately, when you step on these animals, they will definitely also be aggressive, find out what happened to them and through that if you don't take care they bite and when we are staying close or very uh, very